You found it. The home of red-blooded American patriots. The Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner starts now. Hello, Patriots. Happy Monday. Welcome to episode 172, New Century, Same Evil. There's a lot of truth in that. Today, we're going to talk about uh, the news first, and then I'm going to get into my special feature for today, which is actually very easy for me to do, but I'll explain it to you as uh, we go along here. Switch the screen. All right, so let's get into the signal, the news first here. Of course, the biggest story is Israel and the attack on Israel, uh, the likes of which hasn't been seen for a long, long time. I've been... um, you know, posting some things about about it and about uh, prophecy, and getting some feedback on uh, from folks, and I appreciate the feedback. And I certainly do believe that we are looking at uh, prophecy uh, being fulfilled here. But I still am a proponent of free will, and um, I say you get the evil you tolerate, and uh, it's up to us not to tolerate it, as past generations have have also done. So, uh, unfortunately. We know for sure that there's four U.S. citizens already confirmed killed. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of um, a lot of fatalities involved, and we are praying for Israel and for the people of Israel. And I wanted to show you, uh, you know, people like to attack other people for getting political at times like this, but this is all a consequence of politics, and that is for certain. So, uh, you know, we have the Biden administration now we have uh, you know them uh, making statements about this attack and about how they support Israel in every way and so on and so forth it's the yada 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 factor because what they're doing behind the scenes does not add up and what they have done to date behind the scenes does not add up to support the rhetoric that we're getting out of the administration today and yes uh, you know, Blinken can say what he wants, and uh, Biden can read off the teleprompter, and uh, I don't think he even knows where he is, but it doesn't matter because it's all just a lie. So we have the death toll rising, we have U.S. citizens involved. Of course, when this was Afghanistan, and there are definite connections to Afghanistan, we'll talk about those briefly, but the, you know, the, the audacity of the Biden administration to actually act like they care Yes, I'm going to say that because because their actions don't show that they care. And um, yes, it's a terrible thing to say, but it's also the truth. And sometimes, even though it's terrible, the truth needs to be stated. And they did not give a second of thought when they were leaving American citizens in Afghanistan to die. They did not give a second thought to what might happen to them. They did not give a second thought to the 13 soldiers that died and the way they pulled out. They also did not get a sec, uh, give a second thought to the uh, weapons that they left behind. And I've been saying that, you know, this is treason. This is treason. This is giving aid and comfort to the enemy. And uh, now it looks as if the, 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 the point that I was making has been proven correct, unfortunately, uh, that these weapons were definitely used. And, you know, of course they were. Of course they're going to be used for evil and um this is this is why the definition of treason is what it is this is the giving aid part to our enemy and this is what has happened now 
this is treason, pure and simple. Yet we have a DOJ who's been militarized against Christians and uh, against those of us who, you know, um, Hillary Clinton, which is, uh, this is a woman who's absolutely insane and has been, been involved in, I believe, the assassination and, and murders to silence people uh, for a long time. And um, certainly she is a woman who also is guilty of treason. She sold a large part, 20% of our uranium uh, cash to the Russians, of course. So uh, she allowed the ambassador in Benghazi to be murdered along with the other individuals that were there to protect him. And um, you know, what difference at this point does it make? Well, here's the difference, Hillary. Here's the difference, Joe Biden. Here's the difference, leftist, fascist, globalist. You are destroying the world. And today's show is all about, yes, it's a fairly new century, but it's the same evil. It's the same evil. And I wrote in uh, the description of the show today that we are looking through the lens of history. We see the truth in words long ago spoken. It is our task to make sure they weren't spoken in vain. And every generation has to go through a trial um, some worse than others, whether it's economic and the Great Depression, for example, or if it's the World Wars. Uh, you know, here we are in our time, and we need to stop pretending that these these evils don't exist today. This secular world is so fond of, of pretending that judgment is bad and everybody who judges other people is bad and uh christianity is this big evil thing you know and here we have a religion is in islam that is um on full display once again uh for for its lack of tolerance and i posted a, a meme earlier this week of uh you know queers for palestine and then this big rainbow banner and everything else and it's like people you know, the difference in the world today versus the difference in uh, the world in the past that I've mentioned is the, the lack of knowledge and the lack of education and the lack of historical context that we have on the part of these nut jobs that think that, you know, everything is, is, is just this rainbow and unicorns and there's no evil out there. And uh, once again, the world is demonstrating that is far from the truth. So here we have... Biden guilty of treason, giving our enemy weapons who have now that have now been used against our ally Israel, and uh, we can't pretend that you know the United States is not responsible for this. The United States is is definitely partially responsible if these weapons, which I believe they were, were used to carry out these attacks. The problem is we have a president who doesn't give a damn, and that is the real president that. Uh, we have today, and of course he wasn't elected, uh, but that is the real president we have today, and he shows himself at times, and we know that he's reading off a card. The other day, Trump uh, mocked him because he read the answer before the uh, media member actually uh, asked the question. So we know he's not with it, and our enemies know that obviously as well. They see that he gave... Uh, what six billion dollars or four to six billion dollars i don't remember right now to to iran in this um this hostage trade and that is something that uh you know our policy used to be that we don't negotiate with terrorists and here we are now where do you suppose that money is going to be used 
Well, I'll tell you where it's going to be used, at least partially. It's going to be used in America because this guy let 75,000 terrorists, people, military-aged men with ties to terrorism, 75,000 that we know of, cr just cross our border, along with all the fentanyl that's killing 150,000-plus people a year, uh, in another act of treason. And everybody's so afraid to, to use the treason word and, and back it up. Well, if you look at the definitions of treason, I've gone through this a number of times, uh, there's no doubt about it. There's no question about it. But nothing is done. And here we sit as Americans looking at the, the world and those of us that have some context and have some knowledge of history that, at least the history that hasn't been rewritten to attack the family and attack America, uh, you know, we we fully understand what's really going on. And so... So we have this uh, attack. We have Biden now. In, I mean, look at look at this picture. This is a guy with dementia. I'm telling you. So he helps Hamas, right? And how does he help Hamas? Well, uh, he had given financial advantages to to these groups that they hadn't been getting in the past. So he basically has relieved some of the sanctions, right? And he has. He has allowed them to regain strength, and I believe fully that if President Trump were president and in office right now, this would not be happening. Now, I'm not naive enough to say that Hamas wouldn't attack Israel. Uh, of course they would, but it would be this. It would be the same old stuff. It would be the rockets coming in. It's not going to be the the sea invasion and the the, uh, the level of the invasion that we've seen, it, it wouldn't have been capturing citizens and executing citizens that are that are innocent. Um, you know, the people that support Palestine, they like to say, oh, well, they're children, you know, Israel killed children. Well, Hamas kills children too. And the uh, furthermore, they use families, children's, children and women as, as shields. And this has been an argument that has been around forever. And we get into this debate about evil. Well, there's no debate. There's no debate about which side is evil whatsoever. And here we have, you no, know, not only this, but we have, um, get this story up. So we have hackers who are compiling databases of the Jewish descent and the Chinese descent. Uh, from data that was stolen from 23andMe, which is a genetic service, right? And um, they they get your DNA, and then they you know tell your nationality and all these things about you. So this is one of the things that I've always argued, and people you know kind of question, look at me with questions in their eyes, like why would you say that? I've always said that if I knew I was innocent in a in a crime and I was and I was being accused of that crime, I would have a problem giving my DNA to authorities. Look at what the FBI is doing. Look at look at what uh, look at what they're doing with this data. Now this is being used in the case of the Jews, of course, because there are people that still have the the uh, the tasks that Hitler wanted to complete. Well, they want to complete it too. And the Chinese is is because the Chinese themselves want to find all of those Chinese that they want to hold accountable to their form of government, which is absolute tyranny. And uh, that is what this is all about. Now, you know, 
Uh, the, the Israelis, of course, are tough. They're not going to take it. They have God on their side, I fully believe, and they are carrying out their furious retribution, as this states. And I just ask that we all pray and that we uh, support them in whatever way we can. Uh, so what I'm going to do today is I'm going to reflect back, and I like to use speeches and um, uh, segments of video that has been done in the past by people, notable people, who you know have already said the words that need to be said perfectly. And yes, it makes it easier for me, but it's also an opportunity to expose more people to to these speeches and stuff. So I'm going to show this speech that uh, Ronald Reagan gave, and this speech is uh, you know not the a time for choosing speech, which would also be appropriate here. But this is the evil empire speech, and what's really interesting about it, and and please stay for it because he addresses so much more than the evil empire at the time which he was talking about which was the soviet union so much more and he has a way of doing it that um oftentimes wish that trump had the same uh, ability to to use um use humor and to also say things in the way that m more people would um maybe accept and i mean i love trump i think he, i think that he's um he needs to be our next president, but um, you'll see what I mean. And I think that I think that Ronald Reagan he packs so much into this speech, and it really, like I, like I said, it's not just about the evil empire. It really emphasizes uh, evil in the world and in its entirety. And it it shows us, like I said, looking at the lens of history, it shows us the truth that he was speaking because now we have the context to look back at it and see what we're living in today and it's a critical speech and um, i want you to stick around for it and after it's done of course um, i'll wrap up the show and uh, give you what i feel to be the main points but um, we'll be right back with that speech after this After we watched our daughter Grace die on FaceTime, I uh, immediately felt that I needed to go to the hospital, though I was still pretty sick. And I met Jessica and our pastor there. And um, while we were in the room, we, Jessica and I let us spend a few moments just with Grace alone. And it was, it was just a horrific. Um, sight to come upon it was her daughter Grace was now gone. Um, the emotions that came over the top of our, our minds and our, just our physical bodies were just unbelief. We, uh, we took her BiPAP off because it was still on. This was hope and prayers that somehow she wasn't really gone and as soon as we did that the color of grace changed, and um, we had to accept that she was truly gone. Not one person stepped foot in that room. 
how can you do that? How can you allow an innocent person, a child, she's only 19 years old, die in front of your eyes? You don't do that. If you're human, you don't do that. They knew they weren't going to convince us to put Grace on a ventilator. That means the money was going to dry up. They had to have the money. And when you follow the money trail all the way through, you see that a ventilator is about a $300,000 decision. That they had higher paying patients in the emergency room. Grace was worth more dead than alive. We don't just need food, we need to eat food with a high nutritional value. Who wants to just survive food shortages? Let's thrive in times of adversity and lack. Optimize your daily nutrition and ensure you and your family have our two-year shelf-stable kingdom fuel as a cornerstone of your emergency food supply. Don't sacrifice your health or your taste buds. Stock up on kingdom fuel now. Ignore the thought police and subscribe or follow the Patriot Review. It's your patriotic duty. All right, folks, I'm back. If you want to get your hands on some Kingdom Fuel, go to Sherwood.tv slash TPR. That's Sherwood.tv slash TPR. Also, if you haven't seen the documentary Breaking the Oath yet, please check it out. It's free. You can watch it at redbloodedpatriots.com or AmericaFirstProductions.com with the number one, America number one ST Productions.com. Lastly, if you are tired of supporting the woke companies that are out there, please go to ShopForFreedom.online. It is uh, a new link that I have, a new uh, affiliate um, for you, and then you can order things that come right to your door, so you have the convenience of Amazon, but you have products that are safe, products that are made in America, and uh, products from a company that supports your beliefs and mine and uh, does not subscribe to the woke agenda so please check those out all right so i'm going to get into the, this video here again this was the evil empire speech that reagan gave please stick around and watch the whole thing because like i said you will see in this how well he actually calls out uh, this the root issue of what we're seeing today and we find ourselves in the same situation where we're we're questioning whether or not we are the majority i think and i think the answer to that is yes we are we were definitely more of a majority back when he gave this speech but um stick around watch it and then i'll be back after the whole thing to just wrap things up and tie it to today again Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And Reverend Clergy All, Senator Hawkins, distinguished members of the Florida Congressional Delegation, and all of you 
I can't tell you how you have warmed my heart with your welcome. I'm delighted to be here today. Those of you in the National Association of Evangelicals are known for your spiritual and humanitarian work. And I would be especially remiss if I didn't discharge right now one personal debt of gratitude. Thank you for your prayers. Nancy and I have felt their presence many times in many ways. And believe me, for us, they've made all the difference. The other day in the East Room of the White House at a meeting there, someone asked me whether I was aware of all the people out there who were praying for the president. And I had to say, yes, I am. I felt it. I believe in intercessionary prayer. But I couldn't help but say to that questioner after he'd asked the question that, or at least say to them that if sometimes when he was praying he got a busy signal, it was just me in there ahead of him. <laughs> I think I understand how Abraham Lincoln felt when he said, I have been driven many times to my knees by the overwhelming conviction that I had nowhere else to go. From the joy and the good feeling of this conference, I go to a political reception. Now, <laughs> I don't know why, but that bit of scheduling reminds me of a story which I'll share with you. An evangelical minister and a politician arrived at Heaven's Gate one day together. And St. Peter, after doing all the necessary formalities, took them in hand to show them where their quarters would be. And he took them to a small single room with a bed, a chair, and a table, and said this was for the clergyman. And the politician was a little worried about what might be in store for him. And he couldn't believe it then when St. Peter stopped in front of a beautiful mansion with lovely grounds many servants and told him that these would be his quarters and he couldn't help but ask he said but wait how there's something wrong how do i get this mansion while that good and holy man only gets a single room and saint peter said you have to understand how things are up here we got thousands and thousands of clergy you're the first politician who ever made it <laughs> I don't want to contribute to a stereotype. <laughs> so I tell you, there are a great many God-fearing, dedicated, noble men and women in public life, present company included. And yes, we need your help to keep us ever mindful of the ideas and the principles that brought us into the public arena in the first place. The basis of those ideals and principles is a commitment to freedom, personal liberty, that itself is grounded in the much deeper realization that freedom prospers only where the blessings of God are avidly, avidly sought and humbly accepted. The American experiment in democracy rests on this insight. Its discovery was the great triumph of our founding fathers, voiced by William Penn, when he said, if we will not be governed by God, we must be governed by tyrants. Explaining the inalienable rights of men, Jefferson said, the God who gave us life 
gave us liberty at the same time. And it was George Washington who said that of all the dispositions and habits which lead to political prosperity, religion and morality are indispensable supports. And finally, that shrewdest of all observers of American democracy, Alexis de Tocqueville put it eloquently, after he had gone on a search for the secret of America's greatness and genius. And he said, not until I went into the churches of America and heard her pulpits aflame with righteousness did I understand the greatness and the genius of America. America is good. And if America ever ceases to be good, America will cease to be great. Well, I'm pleased to... I'm pleased to be here today with you who are keeping America great by keeping her good. Only through your work and prayers, and those of millions of others, can we hope to survive this perilous century and keep alive this experiment in liberty, this last best hope of man. I want you to know that this administration is motivated by a political philosophy that sees the greatness of America in you, her people, and in your families, churches, neighborhoods, communities, the institutions that foster and nourish values like concern for others and respect for the rule of law under God. Now, I don't have to tell you that this puts us in opposition to, or at least out of step with, a, a prevailing attitude of many who have turned to a modern-day secularism, discarding the tried and time-tested values upon which our very civilization is based. No matter how well-intentioned, their value system is radically different from that of most Americans. And while they proclaim that they're freeing us from superstitions of the past, they've taken upon themselves the job of superintending us by government rule and regulation. Sometimes their voices are louder than ours, but they are not yet a majority. An example of that vocal superiority is evident in the controversy now going on in Washington. Since I've been involved, I've been waiting to hear from the parents of young America. How far are they willing to go in giving to government their prerogatives as parents? Let me state the case as briefly and simply as I can. An organization of citizens sincerely motivated deeply concerned about the increase in illegitimate births and abortions involving girls well below the age of consent. Some time ago established a nationwide network of clinics to offer help to these girls and hopefully alleviate this situation. Now again, let me say, I do not fault their intent. However, in their well-intentioned effort, these clinics decided to provide advice and birth control drugs and devices to underage girls without the knowledge of their parents. For some years now, the federal government has helped with funds to subsidize these clinics. In providing for this, the Congress decreed that every effort would be made to maximize parental participation. Nevertheless, 
that drugs and devices are prescribed without getting parental consent or giving notification after they've done so. Girls termed sexually active, and that has replaced the word promiscuous, are given this help in order to prevent illegitimate birth, birth or abortion. Well, we have ordered clinics receiving federal funds to notify the parents such help has been given. One of the nation's One of the nation's leading newspapers has created the term squeal rule in editorializing against us for doing this, and we're being criticized for violating the privacy of young people. A judge has recently granted an injunction against an enforcement of our rule. I've watched TV, TV panel shows discuss this issue, seen columnists uh, pontificating on our error, but no one seems to mention morality as playing a part in the subject of sex. Is all of Judeo-Christian tradition wrong? Are we to believe that something so sacred can be looked upon as a purely physical thing with no potential for emotional and psychological harm? And isn't it the parents' right to give counsel and advice to keep their children from making mistakes that may affect their entire lives? Many of us in government would like to know what parents think about this intrusion in their family by government. We're going to fight in the courts. The right of parents and the rights of family take precedence over those of Washington-based bureaucrats and social engineers. But the fight against parental notification is really only one example of many attempts to water down traditional values and even abrogate the original terms of American democracy. Freedom prospers when religion is vibrant and the rule of law under God is acknowledged. When our founding fathers passed the First Amendment, they sought to protect churches from government interference they never intended to construct a wall of hostility between government and the concept of religious belief itself. The evidence of this permeates our history and our government. The Declaration of Independence mentions the Supreme Being no less than four times. In God We Trust is engraved on our coinage. The Supreme Court opens its proceedings with a religious invocation, and the members of Congress open their sessions with a prayer. I just happen to believe the school children of the United States are entitled to the same privileges as Supreme <laughs> <laughs>
American Patriots. It's me, Wayne Alaroot, otherwise known as War. I have a very special announcement for all of you. My hit show, Wayne Alaroot, Raw and Unfiltered, is coming to the brand new station that's taking over the nation, Blessed News Network. God has opened a door in my life to be part of this amazing new Christian conservative network, live every night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, on our channel on Roku TV, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, and streaming live on the Blessed News iPhone and Android apps. Tune in to watch me drive home the truth and dismantle the fake news narrative with big name nightly guests and exclusive interviews with all the heavy hitters you know and love. Become part of history as we make America godly again and launch the first faith-centered conservative broadcasting network where Jesus Christ is commander-in-chief of all of our stories and where truth and integrity really matter. Join me Monday through Friday on any of our platforms or on the Blessed News website, blessed.news, where you can stream all the shows for free or you can sign up for Blessed Plus for even more access to Raw and Unfiltered with me, Wayne Allen Root, the hardest working man in show business. Thank you and God bless America. Steel News will be joining the Blessed News Network 11 p.m. weeknights. I'm Ann Vandersteel, and I'm very excited to be a part of the programming put together by Jake Lang. Doesn't matter if he's behind bars, he's a January 6th political hero, as far as I'm concerned. And Steel News will be reporting the truth of everything happening, not only in the swamp, but around the world to help you put into context what's really going on so you can make the best decisions for you and your family. Steel News, 11 p.m. on the Blessed News Network. Last year, I sent the Congress a constitutional amendment to restore prayer to public schools. Oh, my God. Already this session, there's growing bipartisan support for the amendment, and I am calling on the Congress to act speedily to pass it and to let our children pray. Perhaps some of you yeah. being held during the students' own time. The First Amendment never intended to require government to discriminate against religious speech. <laughs> Senators Denton and Hatfield have proposed legislation in the Congress on the whole question of prohibiting discrimination against religious forms of student speech. Such legislation could go far to restore freedom of religious speech for public school students. And I hope the Congress considers these bills quickly. And with your help, I think it's possible we could also get the constitutional amendment through the Congress this year. More than a decade ago, a Supreme Court decision literally wiped off the books of 50 states statutes protecting the rights of unborn children. Abortion on demand now takes the lives of up to one and a half million unborn children a year. Human life legislation ending this tragedy will someday pass the Congress, and you and I must never rest until it does. Unless and until it can be proven that the unborn child is not a living entity, then its right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness must be protected. We, 
You may remember that when abortion on demand began, many, and indeed I'm sure many of you, warned that the practice would lead to a decline in respect for human life, that the philosophical premises used to justify abortion on demand would ultimately be used to justify other attacks on the sacredness of human life, infanticide or mercy killing. Tragically enough, those warnings proved all too true. Only last year, a court permitted the death by starvation of a handicapped infant. I have directed the Health and Human Services Department to make clear to every health care facility in the United States that the Rehabilitation Act of 1973 protects all handicapped persons against discrimination based on handicaps, including infants. We have taken the further step of requiring that each and every recipient of federal funds who provides health care services to infants must post and keep posted in a conspicuous place a notice stating that discriminatory failure to feed and care for handicapped infants in this facility is prohibited by federal law. It also lists a 24-hour toll-free number so that nurses and others may report violations in time to save the infant's life. In addition, recent legislation introduced by, in the Congress by Representative Henry Hyde of Illinois not only increases restrictions on publicly financed abortions, it also addresses this whole problem of infanticide. I urge the Congress to begin hearings and to adopt legislation that will protect the right of life to all children, including the disabled or handicapped. Now, I'm sure that you must get discouraged at times, but there, you've done better than you know, perhaps. There's a great spiritual awakening in America. Uh, a renewal of the traditional values that have been the bedrock of America's goodness and greatness. One recent survey by a Washington-based research council concluded that Americans were far more religious than the people of other nations. Ninety-five percent of those surveyed expressed a belief in God, and a huge majority believed the Ten Commandments had real meaning in their lives. And another study has found that an overwhelming majority of Americans disapprove of adultery, teenage sex, pornography, abortion, and hard drugs. And this same study showed a deep reverence for the importance of family ties and religious belief. I, I think the items that we've discussed here today must be a key part of the nation's political agenda. For the first time, the Congress is openly and seriously debating and dealing with the prayer and abortion issues, and that's enormous progress right there. I repeat, America is in the midst of a spiritual awakening and a moral renewal, and with your biblical keynote, I say today, yes, let justice roll on like a river, righteousness like a never-failing stream. Now. Obviously, much of this new political and social consensus I've talked about is based on a positive view of American history, one that takes pride 
in our country's accomplishments and record. But we must never forget that no government schemes are going to perfect man. We know that living in this world means dealing with what philosophers would call the phenomenology of evil, or as theologians would put it, the doctrine of sin. There is sin and evil in the world, and we're enjoined by Scripture and the Lord Jesus to oppose it with all our might. Our nation, too, has a legacy of evil with which it must deal. The glory of this land has been its capacity for transcending the moral evils of our past. For example, the long struggle of minority citizens for equal rights, once a source of disunity and civil war, is now a point of pride for all Americans. We must never go back. There is no room for racism, anti-Semitism, or other forms of ethnic and racial hatred in this country. I know that you've been horrified, as have I, by the resurgence of some hate groups preaching bigotry and prejudice. Use the mighty voice of your pulpits and the powerful standing of your churches to denounce and isolate these hate groups in our midst. The commandment given us is clear and simple. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Hey, Patriots, it's Jeff Wagner. Let's face it, it's getting harder and harder to make ends meet. It's only going to get worse. This inflation is going to continue. As a matter of fact, our dollar is in jeopardy of even existing with the crazies that want to go to the digital currency to control us all. You can go to com slash the Patriot Review, get all kinds of free, great information, and invest in gold and silver for your future. Our world is full of electromagnetic fields that, even though we can't see them, are affecting our bodies, our sleep, and even our ability to think clearly. The advent of 5G is only making this worse. There is an answer. Visit Fix the World by clicking the link in the Patriot Review show description below to view natural products that can actually protect you from EMF and 5G and even improve your sleep. Skeptical? Get the free Dangers of EMF Radiation ebook free by clicking on its direct link also in the show description. Here's a nutritional hack anyone can master. Replace a meal a day with our Kingdom Feel. Or if you're a mosh in the gym, add a shake to your daily meal plan. Our unique meal shakes are balanced, low glycemic, rich in fiber, 20 grams of clean protein, essential vitamins and minerals, healthy fat, and organic fruits and vegetables. Kingdom Fuel is vegan with a complete amino acid profile. Bottom line, it's a simple start to a transformed life. No gimmicks, just results. Start today. Hey Patriots, you can save up to 66% at MyPillow.com when you use the code TPR. That stands for The Patriot Review. That's TPR or call 800-519-9927. That's 800-519-9927. I use these products myself. I can tell you they are the best quality bar none. So go ahead, use the code TPR and get up to 66% off right now.
coming to you from the land of common sense and American pride. Not a unicorn or rainbow in sight. Welcome back to the Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner. Whatever sad episodes exist in our past, any objective observer must hold a positive view of American history, a history that has been the story of hopes fulfilled and dreams made into reality. Especially in this century, America has kept alight the torch of freedom, but not just for ourselves, but for millions of others around the world. This brings me to my final point today. During my first press conference as president, in answer to a direct question, I pointed out that as good Marxist-Leninists, the Soviet leaders have openly and publicly declared that the only morality they recognize is that which will further their cause, which is world revolution. I think I should point out I was only quoting Lenin, their guiding spirit, who said in 1920 that they repudiate all morality that proceeds from supernatural ideas, that's their name for religion, or ideas that are outside class conceptions. Morality is entirely subordinate to the interests of class war, and everything is moral that is necessary for the annihilation of the old exploiting social order and for uniting the proletariat. Well. I think the refusal of many influential people to accept this elementary fact of Soviet doctrine illustrates an historical reluctance to see totalitarian powers for what they are. We saw this phenomenon in the 1930s. We see it too often today. This doesn't mean we should isolate ourselves and refuse to seek an understanding with them. I intend to do everything I can to persuade them of our peaceful intent, to remind them that it was the West that refused to use its nuclear monopoly in the 40s and 50s for territorial gain, and which now proposes 50% cut in strategic ballistic missiles and the elimination of an entire class of land-based intermediate-range nuclear missiles. At the same time, however, they must be made to understand we will never compromise our principles and standards. We will never give away our freedom. We will never abandon our belief in God. never stop searching for a genuine peace, but we can assure none of these things America stands for through the so-called nuclear freeze solutions proposed by some. The truth is that a freeze now would be a very dangerous fraud, for that is merely the illusion of peace. The reality is that we must find peace through strength. I would have... I would agree to a freeze if only we could freeze the Soviets' global desires. 
A freeze at current levels of weapons would remove any incentive for the Soviets to negotiate seriously in Geneva and virtually end our chances to achieve the major arms reductions which we have proposed. Instead, they would achieve their objectives through the freeze. A freeze would reward the Soviet Union for its enormous and unparalleled military buildup. It would prevent the essential and long overdue modernization of United States and allied defenses and would leave our aging forces increasingly vulnerable. And an honest freeze would require extensive prior negotiations on the systems and numbers to be limited and on the measures to ensure effective verification and compliance. And the kind of a freeze that has been suggested would be virtually impossible to verify. Such a major effort would divert us completely from our current negotiations on achieving substantial reductions. I, a number of years ago, I heard a young father, a very prominent young man in the entertainment world, addressing a tremendous gathering in California. It was during the time of the Cold War, and communism and our own way of life were very much in people's minds, and he was speaking to that subject. And suddenly, though, I heard him saying, I love my little girls more than anything, and I said to myself, oh, no, don't, you can't, don't say that. But I had underestimated him. He went on, I would rather see my little girls die now, still believing in God, than have them grow up under communism and one day die no longer believing in God. There were, there were thousands of young people in that audience. They came to their feet with shouts of joy. They had instantly recognized the profound truth in what he had said with regard to the physical and the soul and what was truly important. Yes, let us pray for the salvation of all of those who live in that totalitarian darkness. Pray they will discover the joy of knowing God. But until they do, let us be aware that while they preach the supremacy of the state, declare its omnipotence over individual man and predict its eventual domination of all peoples on the earth, they are the focus of evil in the modern world. It was C.S. Lewis who in his unforgettable screw tape letters wrote, the greatest evil is not done now in those sordid dens of crime that Dickens loved to paint. It is not even done in concentration camps and labor camps. In those, we see its final result. But it is conceived and ordered, moved, seconded, carried, and minuted in clear, carpeted, warmed, and well-lighted offices by quiet men with white collars and cut fingernails and smooth-shaven cheeks who do not need to raise their voice. Well, because these quiet men do not raise their voices, because they sometimes speak in soothing tones of brotherhood and peace, because like other dictators before them, they're always making their final territorial demand, some would have us accept them at their word and accommodate ourselves to their aggressive impulses. But if history teaches anything, 
It teaches that simple-minded appeasement or wishful thinking about our adversaries is folly. It means the betrayal of our past, the squandering of our freedom. So I urge you to speak out against those who would place the United States in a position of military and moral inferiority. You know, I've always believed that old Screwtape reserved his best efforts for those of you in the church. So in your discussions of the nuclear freeze proposals, I urge you to beware the temptation of pride, the temptation of blithely uh, declaring yourselves above it all and label both sides equally at fault, to ignore the facts of history and the aggressive impulses of an evil empire, to simply call the arms race a giant misunderstanding and thereby remove yourself from the struggle between right and wrong and good and evil. Just a very powerful speech, and there are a couple things in there I don't agree with, but we're here today to talk about how it applies to today. And the so first of all, the uh, the preaching of the supremacy of the state. I think we're seeing that. I'm going to go this uh, from the end of the speech to the beginning of the speech. So the the preaching of the supremacy of the state is what we're seeing today, and the secular world would have us believe that the one world government would be able to would be able to resolve the issues that we have as humanity in by doing so completely neglect to understand the nature of mankind and deny what we know and that is that evil exists and we see through through the lens of history again what tyranny actually does and uh, the statement that Reagan made about only the only morality that they support is the morality that supports their cause. Now, how many ways can you count today where that is the truth? The the attack on faith, the attack on family, the attack on paternity, fatherhood, paternalism. Um, the morality is as uh, Vera Sharav, who appears in my documentary, Breaking the Oath, says, the only standard is that there is no standard and that we are seeing raise its ugly head again. Uh, the positive view of American history. Now, people were watching this. The globalists, the fascists were watching the speech that Reagan gave and the, the message that he gave and the understanding that a positive viewpoint of American history is critical. That's why we see the 1619 Project and the, the attack on American history and the lies about uh, America and the lies about Furthermore, the lies about white men in history. It was three white men in three different countries who eliminated slavery at the very first. Meanwhile, we still have slavery going on in uh, many countries in Africa. And you can't say that. That's taboo to say that, but I just did. Uh, he talked about a spiritual revival. And I would say, and I would pose that this is one of the greatest things that we're seeing today, is that there is a spiritual revival once again. And I think that that is going to continue, at least I hope so. I don't think we're at the 95% level as far as belief in God. So I think that uh, the, the, the globalists have had some success in that. But I do think we're still the majority. And I do think that the majority still values the family and still values the original values that founded our country. Uh, he talks about the devaluation of life. And he talked about... Um, the he didn't say it but the Planned Parenthood clinics and the government funding and we're still fighting all these battles today of course 
uh, one of the great accomplishments of President Trump had is the uh, basically the uh, denial and the cancellation of the decision of Roe versus Wade. But this was as a constitutional matter. And this is what the left just doesn't understand is that according to our constitution, that decision is left to the states. So my question to you as viewers is how much of that was a moral victory and how much of that was a technical victory of the constitution? I don't know the answer to that. But I do know that we have uh, a large devaluation of life. And I opened the show talking about Israel and the attack on Israel and the uh, the mindset of Islam is jihad in many ways. And of course, jihad, the, the goal is to kill all people who do not believe in Islam the way they do. Um, so the devaluation of life, and uh, yet it's the Christians who get attacked. And we, we don't have that same devaluation of life. And I pose that question to any of you. Uh, out there who you know think that I'm just speaking a bunch of BS is where is the devaluation of life on the part of the Christians we're being murdered over and again in some of the African nations and other places uh, in the Middle East and um, you know so the devaluation of life is very disturbing and I mentioned my documentary well did you know that during the COVID debacle during the pandemic that Patients such as Grace Shara with Down syndrome were disproportionately affected and died more than than um, than, than people who didn't have Down syndrome or a uh, a disability of some sort. And um, you know this uh, this is something that we saw with the T4 program in Nazi Germany, and that's specifically talked about in my documentary. Uh, he talked about parents' rights and Planned Parenthood. He mentioned, as I said, but he also talked about you know, the fact that morality plays a part in sex, and we definitely deny that these days. I mean, it's anything goes, and uh, that's an important part of, I think, what we have to do is uh, bring back the morality. And lastly, I'll leave you with this. If America ceases to be good, it will no longer be great. If America ceases to be good, it will no longer be great. God bless you all. I will see you tomorrow.